0: My name is Philippa Sean and City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank. How can we help you? Well, what a packed show we have for you today. In the first part of the show, we'll be talking about the launch of a flood risk Accra app. Yes, a flood risk Accra app and what exactly goes into it, why it's important for us to even consider it at this time and what the benefits are for you who is um, doing the listening right now. In the second part of the show, we will be talking about startups in Ghana, where exactly they've gotten to um, in terms of their growth phase. We've heard a number of stories about, of course, things like Solar Taxi and things like that. We'll be trying to discuss and delve into all those before we wrap up on the show. But then you can be a part of the conversation with our WhatsApp number 0549-986-996. The WhatsApp number, once again, is 0549-986-996. On Twitter, however, you can be a part of the conversation using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. Yes, C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. You can send your thoughts through and your questions as well about my flood risk app. And we're going to get straight into that. You're welcome to the show. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 54 998 Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. Ah. <laughs> So, if you have been to Accra these last, let's say, 50 years, you probably have realized that there's one common thing that happens in Accra and happens often, and that is flooding. When it rains, sometimes for 10 minutes, sometimes for one hour, sometimes for two minutes, you realize that certain portions of Accra end up getting flooded. Now, it makes you wonder, hmm, what exactly are we not doing right? Well... It is a technological age, as you may be aware, and there is always a need for us to figure out exactly how to solve some of these perennial issues using technology. My guests in the studio have put together a My Flood Risk app for Accra, and they're going to give us a sense of what exactly this app is about and why it's important for us to pay attention to it. Mr. Eric Isuman is the acting director general of the Ghana Meteorological Agency. And he joins me in the studio with Maureen Abla Ahiataku. And she is also a meteorologist with the Ghana Meteo Agency. I think for me, my first question will be why is it that sometimes when I am getting the updates about the Meteo um, and whether it's going to rain or not, why is it not accurate? Let's, let's start off from there.
1: That's interesting.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, well, I don't want to agree with you entirely. <laughs> I you to say that's not accurate. But, well, a lot of things happen when mm. it comes to forecasting. Mm. And especially in our area, um, in Africa, especially in Ghana, things change very fast. A little too fast. Too fast. Yeah. Far, far faster than what you can find in the temperate zones. Mm. So in Europe... In in U.S., you can make prediction, And for hours, what you predicted can come in because it doesn't change that fast as happening here because of the energy that the sun provides. And so there's a lot of sun sign here, and that energy affects so many things in the atmosphere. Wow. And so it changes things. So you may make a prediction, see a system come in and predict.
3: Based, on, based some on some of the common factors that, that you
1: seeing, have seen yes, but as the system is moving throughout because of the energy in the system it can you know fizzle out and That's, so it may not happen the same way as you predicted it. Mm. It can be a wind that will blow the system into the sea that may not happen on the land or move it to a different direction or fizzle out entirely and so we need to be updating it wow um so you you heard there,
0: mr eric asuman who's the acting director general of the ghana meteorological agency um basically talking as answering my first question which you know because i've always been wondering you know where you have these mobile applications that sort of predict you know um everything from whether it's going to rain in this particular part of the country or in some other part of the world, but it doesn't seem like we have something like that in Ghana as predictive as it should be. Yeah. Is is that is that the reasoning behind the development of um, this my flood risk app? Because we know that you know f- the flood situation is pretty normal. We've we've almost sort of come to live with it almost you know you know that when it rains some part of our cry is going to flood sure you know and i'm just wondering whether this unpredictiveness of uh weather patterns and of course global climate climate, global change and all of that i'm just wondering whether all of this is part of the reasoning why we have the my flood risk gap yeah Um,
2: to also add to what um, mr isuman just said to add to what mr isuman just said um Based on the weather forecast that we also issued, for example, if you just take our templates, maybe we mention only Accra there, and Accra is really big. (laughs) We can't just mention every place in there. So mostly we, since Accra is the more. Busier area where we have a lot of population activities ongoing or economic activities ongoing, we use that as a representative. Right. So when we issue that, maybe it's going to rain in Accra. It could be it's happening around Medina, it's happening around Dodowa, it's happening around, let's say, Legon, and around at here nothing is happening. Yeah. So it's assumed that maybe the forecast that was given also didn't There's go no well right. for for that area. So to add to what Mr. Suman just said, that is why we need to give more specific location forecast. So as things are involving, especially with technology. That is why we're also looking at this area to see how best we can capture everybody on board. So for this, my flood risk act that has been developed is also to help give... Um, Help people get this forecast timely. As I also already mentioned, either someone is not on the WhatsApp platform or did not even listen to the media house to mm-hmm. see what has been broadcasted. That yeah. is, the person has missed this forecast. Right. So, we want everybody to receive this at their doorstep immediately this has been issued. So, right. that brought about this um, app. Likewise, the high-impact weather event that we are mentioned I should mention, sometimes with just the little drop of rain, the whole place is flooded. Why? The whole, uh, it affects a lot of economic activity, mm. may even spoil your plans, decision Totally, especially if you are a wedding. Yes, so um, that's why... Through the help of GIZ Alliance, together brought about this whole idea. To it's basically about developing risk management appro- approach for climate and health risks. Yeah. So in this case, we are seeing how best we can alert the public in terms of any chances of flood occurring and this flood occurring is dependent on the water level that is expected to cause that flood within your community and we know that some areas to vary based on the area some places are flood prone areas some Mm -hmm. are building on waterways there are a lot of people yes (laughs) even there are some places let's say at the back here assuming some portion is not within that water uh, a flood prone zone doesn't mean it will get flooded but a place that is within that flood zone we just the likelihood went, is higher yeah mm. so this app is just to help people to get to know about this in time so in this app there are so many aspects that are within this app mm. one you will have a, a map that will just give you the water level when we issue the forecast then mm. there's a second part that will give you what's if we measure if we give the rainfall and we expect this to cause the flood at what level are you at risk Mm. so we have this categorized into three forms the low risk the moderate risk and then the high risk so the low risk that is you might not necessarily be affected but there are chances that there's something happening within your community just to give you that alert Mm. then the moderate yeah Almost, yeah, with the middle, they yeah. are depending on also your area. That will also cause that. Then the high risk is your potential of getting affected is really well. Your property will be destroyed. Right. It's going to be very high. And this is also to help the insurance company as well because right. a lot of high-impact weather is occurring due to climate change, and we are losing a lot of so people have to prepare ahead of time. Aside this information in this app, you will see um, a graphical information that will teach you What to do before Mm -hmm. flood occurring, during the flood event, and after the flood event. And one thing that I like so much about this is not only going to help people to know whether it's going to flood or not, but we can also use it during our educational sector where people can also use this app to teach especially the young ones, how to prepare themselves during and after flood events. And it's also like a teaching material because there are graphical infos in there. Even someone who cannot read and write, at least by watching these graphical infos, can be able to understand. Then there's a next session also on um, feedback session where you give us feedback on the app, whether you'll be able to enter or you've been able to if any challenge you've even faced whether the forecast even go well you give us those feedback there's also another session to give you a general info about the app in general then the last part is about the forecast itself this time we are not only going to tell you whether it will rain or not but we are giving an estimated amount of rainfall that is expected over your area
0: estimated
2: estimated so it's within a range that will be given to you so we we have three time zones there from 6 a.m. in the morning to 12 Then in the afternoon, it's also updated to 6 p.m. in the evening, then from 6 p.m. to the next day. But this app will also be updated as and when we expect any um, heavy storm that will cause more disaster than what is expected in the normal forecast. Mm. And normally we refer this to as the weather warning. Mm. So if anything like that, that will be updated. And if you go in there, you will see the rainfall amount. Also, there's a link to take you to our website to show you what um, the rainfall forecast is about, and normally we use some terminologies like scattered, mm-hmm. isolated, and widespread. Mm-hmm. Generally, we because we cannot use a whole fri- a lot of sentences in our summary, so we chose this isolated scattered and widespread terminologies to help us just give you the distribution so it goes back to the first question yeah. you asked like do our focus really come true so yeah. if we say isolated isolated is taking a cover let's say adabaka as a hundred percent zone mm-hmm. and we are just looking to about 20 to 30% coverage. And in that coverage, it could happen in Adabaka's CTFM here. Some few meters From also city? occur, and some other places may not get it. But maybe accumulating it should be about 30% distribution. But if you go for scattered, what we mean by scattered means more than 50% to about 70% distribution. And that doesn't mean it's all going to accumulate at just one place. Right. It could be scattered putting everything together should be more than 50% to about 70. And when we talk about widespread <laughs> then almost like 90%. Yes. Mm. So this is what um, we normally use in our forecast. So sometimes if you don't see your area directly mentioned mm. that does not really I mean, mean that the forecast is wrong. Yes mm. to about I could confidently say to about 80% we are really doing well in predicting our forecast.
0: And I think that... um, And I'm reading on... So we've downloaded the app. I'll just be walking through it and asking you questions based on what I'm seeing. Um, So when you open it, you get the terms and conditions and quite a number of things that are there for you um, in terms of the project background, um, a description of the app, for example. And one of the things that I find really interesting is that it's clear that the Ghana Meteor Agency... Authority has a backlog of lots of data sets that will sort of help with predicting. And I'm guessing that this has been incorporated in the development of this app. I don't know if any of you can just give us an insight into how much data has gone into developing this particular
4: app.
2: Yes. So what has gone into when we talk about when I talk about the water level, we have something there like the inundation map. The inundation map basically will show you how, just like when you open a Google Map form, you see areas. Then you see some colors painting. So mm. those colors will tell whether your area is at risk or low. So we use this based on return periods, and this return periods means we use um, long-term rainfall accumulation over a, a longer period, let's say more than 30 years, which have been computed to see at what time, um, if we issue, let's say we experience number 50 millimeters of rainfall occurring, what is the probability of this occurring again over that same area or over that community? Mm. So I'll say we use the climatological data in this app, which help us to determine those water levels.
0: Mm. And this, specific, this is specifically for Accra, Yes. For now. For now. Are we to expect for the other regions as well as as the time goes by? Yeah, you actually say, um
1: this app is sort of a pilot, right? In terms of coverage. Mm-hmm. So we are looking at Ga East, Ga West and AMA. Mm-hmm. And so if you live within this area you are covered by this app. Right. As we use it and we give the feedback and then We will try to expand it, and we will. Actually, it came up as a result of a strategic alliance um, between uh, GIZ, actually German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development, represented by GIZ, Mm. and then Alliance Insurance. The objective is to prepare grounds for implementing risk transfer. So as my. Ladies, was talking about. I mean, when it's free, it rains and you yourself alluded to that that small rains and then flood and yeah, things are properties are destroyed. Cana Meteorological Agency Our objective is to um, actually provide protect life and property. Mm-hmm. And so, how do we transfer this risk of destruction in terms of flooding mm-hmm. to an insurance company? And so Alliance and GIZ you know, partnered to use this as a preparation ground for people to then try to look at how they can transfer this risk. And so you ensure your properties mm-hmm. around these areas you li- li- live in, around these areas, so that when this phenomenon happens, you, you are protected. And then the issue of um, uh, why yeah. we are developing this at this time, You know, we are in technological age, Mm. and therefore, we need to find a way of disseminating this information, our information, our forecasts, and our warnings Mm. to our stakeholders and the citizenry. In doing so, traditionally, we've been relying on our traditional media, like city, like uh, announcements, you see, and the only announcement is done. Um, if you are not close to your radio set or your television, you, you mix it, it. Yeah. and if you miss it, you may not be able to get information back because you are if you don't carry on with your program. And so this app has to add another layer to our dissemination platforms, where now the power is given to the citizenry. You can check so it, check it, as and when you want it, right. and so you can be in your office, and if the area where yeah, you head off. To the house Oh, you can check if it's going to rain its impact mm-hmm. even at your area and mm-hmm. see whether the volumes can lead to flood and can even call home that hey take this take these precautions right. Yeah. so it's use of technology to advance our way. so, so I, I we've downloaded the app um sure. when you open it you go through the terms and conditions home. and
0: we've come to the home page of sure. the app where you have a number of um icons at the bottom we have the home page you have a map um icon there we have a um sort of an information icon you have a caution app icon and you have a play icon as well um for those of you who want to check out the app just search on
2: so for those using android just go to your play store Store and just type my flat wrist accra app you will easily get it if you're also using an apple phone same for you just go to your play Store and download it it's very simple to use and very informative
0: just a quick one also when you come to the home page and um, I can see low risk moderate risk high risk and then there's maximum water depth and then you know um, what does it mean I can see some house be someone's <laughs> house and um, what First of all, the search bar at the top, what's this supposed to be used for?
2: So, the search bar is to help you to enter your location. Right. So, if you just open, you need to tell the app where you want your information to be given over. Right. So, okay. enter your location, and that location will determine whether you are within a high risk, moderate, or low risk. Right. And it also gives you your... Um, water level. So if you are below 0.5, you are within the low risk. If you are between 0.5 to 1, you are within moderate. So anything greater than that, that is the high risk um, areas. And then the colors are also there to, to guide you through mm. that um, mm. information. The Aside 0.5 p-
0: is white. 0.5 to 1.0 is blue. Um, I think the highest is 2.5, yeah, which two p- is yeah, you know three. very high risk. Okay. Yeah, so three. like you said, so this shows you the water depth. Uh, depending on the area that you're in yeah. okay and i mean you so you can you can go through the app and once again my flood risk Accra app um, just search for um it's on the android play store or on the apple on the app store um you know to be able to get it and it's very very simple like that just search for it and try and get the details but um i mean there's a there's obviously a lot of information that has gone into making this app possible to make it as predictive as possible and then you know I also realized that it doesn't necessarily take any information about the person who's using it. It's just you enter the area that you are looking for and then the information is generated from there. Um for people who might be, you know, security conscious, whether you know personal data will be taken, you know, will personal data for anyone who's using the app be taken um at any point in time?
2: No, we are not picking any personal data about you. The only thing is, all those who have accessed the the app—that is what we can only know—that this number of people have accessed the app. But we are not picking any personal information.
0: Brilliant. And one of the things also that you know often comes up. I mean, yes, it's important that you know, for example, your area. But apart from knowing, um, you know, which area of yours is going to um, be flooded or whether it's high risk or low risk what what are the plans for example um like you said it's this is just a pilot yeah but w- what are the plans for some of the other regions for example are we are we expecting to see kumasi go up online very soon are we expecting
1: navrongo w- w- are there any timelines for example that you can share with us actually you know as i said this is uh, uh, it came out of strategic alliance between um giz and uh Alliance Insurance, mm. okay. and they sponsored this uh, project. And so the, the, the nation didn't spend anything as an economic mm. agency. Okay. And so we partnered them. Mm. And um, in the launching of it, we had a very strong support from our ministry. You know, it comes under Ministry of Communication and Digitalization, mm-hmm. and this fits into the ministry's um, um, programs and objectives perfectly and that they have given us a strong indication that it's going to help us to expand it to the whole Accra and probably the whole country. Mm. Gone out of this, when, when we talk about flood, we are thinking about Accra, but just recently we heard of war when about seven yeah. staff were lost. Yeah. So the plan is to expand it, but we are also open to partner with other um, interested parties and, and, and institutions to be able to expand it as GIZ and Alliance has helped us to do it for this area. And so the plan is to expand how to do it. We are looking for all necessary collaborations and from our ministry and from ourselves to do it. So we have a message from Parkofi at Lakeside. He is
0: asking, he says, good evening. Please, I would like to find out if the app can forecast up to six months so as for us to choose a date for the outdoor activities like weddings,
1: etc. Secondly, can they share the algorithm used in the creation of the app? Uh, before moray comes in uh you see the app picks our forecast right and so we pick our forecast and the, what we have predicted process it and then make the determination right and so predicting for six months we've not forecasted for six months right. And so you will not be able to get that, I think, uh, Maureen. Maureen.
2: Yeah, so what I could say for this time, we are looking at flood impact. So with this, it's just given to a um, short, within, let me say, within the zero to six hour, or within the 24 hour. That is what this app is currently doing. But if you still need any forecast of that nature, you can still contact the institution. Um, just as we give the seasonal forecast to this, is it's going to be like more a tailor-made product for you. So if you get in touch with us, we can do this for you. We have another product that we can give um, estimated rainfall at, um, across the entire country. So, if you contact us for that one, we can also give those informations to you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you. And um, and I of hope that answers your question. But um, in terms of the algorithm and everything, I'm not sure.
2: Um, I think you can contact us privately. <laughs> we discuss that.
0: Of course, I mean because like you're saying, um, Mr. Suman, um, there's there's a need for collaboration. There's a yeah. need, you know, for for it, yeah, partnerships as well. Because obviously, this is not. Uh, development in isolation yeah. you know others can piggyback on this yeah. you know to for example if Parkovi, for example is you know an event organizer he would want to sort of find a way to incorporate the api into his own app so that you know when people are using it they can you know search for oh, a particular no. date and things like that but Parkovi, is like Parkovi, like you was saying you know it's it's piggybacking on the information that's available to the Ghana metu agency yeah. at this time and so it's you know Six months on the line, ah. I'm not sure
1: if you'll be able <laughs> yeah, to get it. But Six
2: I, months, we can still give him an outlook,
1: an outlook which huh?
2: we used to plan. Yeah, but right. you're not taking
1: yeah. it from the app. Not right. from that, that's the app. point. Right. You, you, you write to us and you want to do events ahead of time. We could do the analysis and tell and you possibility right. of uh, rain at that but period. All,
0: all of that remains possibility. Yes. Brilliant. All right. Uh, Mr. Suman and uh, Maureen, um, any final words before you take leave of us? go okay. okay.
2: So all, I would like to encourage everyone. Both international and then local, that's within the country and outside the country, to download this app. Be well informed ahead of time, don't get caught in any flood. Let's save life and property. We can also use this to teach our children as well. Let's all get this app and use it effectively. Thank you.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, quickly, let me say that this app is helping us to put the power in the hands of the citizenry, Mm. they can assess it as and when they want it, and therefore. Everybody should download it and be able to use it to save life and property. We are open for partnership and to expand the coverage to cover the whole of Accra and the whole of Ghana. And so GMET is now ready to use technology like to that. move forward. Like that.
0: It's, it's GMET now. It's not Ghana Meteorological. It's GMET. You know, <laughs> get, get with the program now. The pro, it's called GMET, y'all. You know, we're in a new phase. You know, it's GMET 2.0. You know, get with the program. Well, uh, Mr. Suman, thank, thank you so sir. much um, for okay. making time to join us on the show. Okay. Mr. Suman, Eric Suman is the Acting Director General of the Ghana Meteorological Agency. And Maureen Abla Ahiataku. Is a, is a meteorologist um, with the Ghana Metro agency and um, they were here to speak to us about the brand new, new unveiled my flood risk app, um, Accra. And, um, you know, I, I do hope that you can find some time and download it, interact with it. Like they said, feedback for them is critical. I mean, the only way they can make this app better is if you give them the feedback. Use it if you have any issues, any questions, you know. But, like, they also indicated this is for Accra. So, just be minded that it is for Accra. It's, It's kind of in the name. My flood risk Accra, you know. So, just be mindful of that. But, like they said... It is something that they are looking to develop this as a pilot and very soon we might have a platform that covers the rest of the country. Thank you both so much for making time to join us on the show and thank you for sharing um, this mobile app with us. When we come back, we are going to be having a conversation about startups um i can imagine that this particular app that we're talking about will probably be something that would have been developed in some incubator somewhere and we are going to be talking about the state of startups in ghana today and my um, guests will be joining us very very soon Well, you're still tuned in to 97.3 City FM, and this is City Trends. We just had a conversation about my flood risk app, which I find very, very interesting, by the way. Um, there's lots of information um, that is being crunched to make all of this visualization possible. And um, feedback, is, like I said, feedback is really, really important. So try and download it. Check it out. Um, if you have feedback, there's an option for you to give feedback. As well, and um, depending on your usage of the app, and I'm sure the team at the at Gmet <laughs> the the team at Gmet will will really um, um, be open to your feedback on the mobile app. And thank you, uh, Parkofi, and um, the other messages that we received um, about this particular app. Well, we are jumping straight into a conversation about startups and what exactly the state of the startup ecosystem is in Ghana. Now, the for A number of of years, it's been an interesting look, uh, more or less, at the startup um, scene in in Ghana. Lots of companies, sometimes people wonder, you know, whether some companies actually qualify to be called startups or not. Um, We're going to have a conversation about that. If you have a friend or you know someone or your child is talking about, you know, putting together a startup. Well, this is the sort of conversation that you should be interested in just so you can understand what exactly the state of startups is uh, is in Ghana, where exactly we are headed with it, why it's even important for us to have a startup culture in Ghana, and some of the success stories that we've had over the period um, about that. So we are going to be having a conversation with Daniel Owusu, who is the ecosystem lead at the Ghana Tech Lab, and Andrews Akoto-Addo, Ado, is investment associate at Ghana Tech lab gentlemen thank you so much for joining me on the show thank you. now i mean you guys are the ones who are on the ground and uh, more or less on a daily basis trying to uh, give tech startups you know that boost and that support tell us what the state of the startup ecosystem is in ghana from where you sit
4: oh, okay um good evening everyone and um thank you for the opportunity to be here so I'll pick it from the angle of, a year or two ago, the influx of um, startups within the ecosystem was low, as against um, the type of startups emerging within the ecosystem. Then also, the areas or the ecosystem, or the regions at which such startups were coming from, we not were nowhere near but as against to what we happen now now we have a lot of startups across the country doing much more works or in more of like either in their MVP stage or some even ready for funding as against then only Accra Kumate or um, a few of in takrade um, so now within the space such sprout of startups is coming up, and this is interesting, but they are all still in the early stages, and also within the investment space, and also within the the growth space, is still green. That that means there's more room for improvement, and there's more uh, uh, call to action for actors to come on board to more of what collaborators, more than what being more competitors, and also pivoting or positioning ourselves against other African regions. Ghana is is within the lines. uh, Trying to rock shoulders with Nigeria and Kenya and other African um, markets as against the lesser markets we know. So it's it's green, it's it's promising. And um, within within also the context of the ecosystem pillars, the support... uh, uh, is also emerging so there is more entities coming on board to help support um, businesses like the Mastercard, the GIZ, the UNDP and all those key um, actors are now also pushing to now decentralize the impact that was more uh, centred in Accra to help them scale position and also meet to their ends meet.
0: I see. Now, one, one, of my, one of my biggest challenges has always been whether there is a, a common sort of direction um, in, in Ghana. Yes, we do have a thriving scene, if I should put it that way. Mm-hmm. We have all these tech hubs, you know, that we've spoken about several times on the show. Mm-hmm. But is there a common direction or is just everybody deciding how they feel and just running with it as mm-hmm. and
4: when? Um, so before I, I, I speak to them that, so there's also a rise in incubators or um, creative spaces or innovation hubs mm-hmm. across the country. Then we had less than fifteen or ten actively now we have a close to thirty six across the um, sixteen regions.
0: These are tech hubs or.
4: Yes, yeah. So tech innovation hubs,
0: tech innovation hubs. Yeah, so we have about thirty-six across the country. Yes, and more.
4: Okay. So those that we are engaging directly now is close to twenty-four. Right. Yeah. So, so back to the question. Um, now the trend is more on fintech, agri-tech, edit, and ed-tech. That's where now the focus is.
0: For most of the startups that you are encounter, most of encountering. the
4: startups that we country. So just a few are in the health uh, tech space. Space, but majority are fintech, agritech. So, agritech also in the components of uh, um, uh, what's the name? KIC and co uh, Cosmos Innovation Center coming up with these agri challenges and all that also position them as against the after uh, trend or emergence of after it's also bringing in components of that as against the economy we know agric also plays a bigger part but it's not much um, developed in terms of tech so agro center farmer line and co are all what people to make things happen around that years. right
0: so the main the main areas where startups are thriving if yeah i should put it that way like you said are edtech yeah fintech and agritech, agri-tech. so agriculture finance and education. education these are the three main areas where you have a lot more of the startups you know sort of venturing
4: yeah.
0: into that's that's very interesting and and this is um your questions are welcome um this is a conversation about the state of startups um in ghana at the moment uh whatsapp number is 549 we're having a conversation with daniel um Owusu and andrews akoto ado um about the state of tech startups in ghana so like you said There there's a big difference between these innovation hubs Mm -hmm. and startups. Someone probably sitting at home, very uninitiated, very new to the whole idea of start. What exactly is a startup?
5: I mean a startup um just in a layman's understanding is any business that intends to grow fast. Grow steadily, but grow fast, and also implements a bit of creativity more of entrepreneurial you know attitude to drive every bit of thing that they do so you wouldn't categorize as an ideal traditional business right they are looking to do things very quick but in a very iterative way so they are always trying trying to explore new ways of solving a particular problem because The trends i mean taste and preferences changes with time mm-hmm. the market trends everything so they always adapt to new technologies new ways of doing things um so ideally that's how you
0: that's that yeah. would typically
4: yeah and also it, um in the business that is between zero to five years
0: you consider it a startup yeah
4: right
0: you consider that to be a startup any business mm-hmm. i see now i mean we we have known that the culture of tech startups has you know, been been growing steadily over the last couple of years. But from where you sit, how steady is that growth?
5: I mean, um, in, in our context, when you talk about startups, um, a lot of people might categorize SMEs, might categorize MSMEs, but when you, when you say startups, it sounds like a more Silicon Valley term. Where we are thinking about technology-enabled businesses, tech-enabled businesses. But in our context, we would have to consider some of the businesses that are small, as Krabna said earlier, zero to five years, but are not necessarily utilizing the technological tools, mm. but are also implementing a bit of creativity and innovation right. in how they serve. Their consumer base, how to right. serve their intended market, right. because in, in our context, technology penetration is still, is still growing. At the advancement of technology, we haven't, we are not there. But even though we are, we are improving. I mean, we are getting closer and closer. Mm. But in the more Silicon Valley term, you consider startups to be a more techy, techy, tech, yeah, tech focus. Tech focused.
0: Interesting. So, currently, where do we? do we even draw a line at any point because i mean you guys are with the Ghana Tech lab so i'm guessing that a lot of the startups coach no that you interact with are mainly the ones that are sort of incorporating a lot more technology into the running of their businesses yeah. is that would that be a correct Yes. Yeah, so uh,
4: you could also add that picking um COVID as a case study getting to know people then trade or engage their businesses offline what they do or buying and selling and all that, but when COVID hit, we now saw a lot of um, businesses making waves through the other digital tools like social media, Instagram. To see. So in the he, he or she might be doing less um, soap, soap or detergents, but the tool that he he or she is using to reach their customer. It's Instagram, which is a technical tool or a tech tool. tool, So that so that also enables. So we say that it's a tech-enabled business. Business, right? So as against someone who does from front end to back end, throughout tech.
0: How is that balance? Um, Are there more tech-enabled startups or are there more "quote unquote" tech startups? You know what's what's the balance between um, those two Um, in, in Ghana?
4: Uh, the balance is wide in my my point of Favouring view. favoring which side um, enabled tech enabled mm. looking at the the migration or evolving of businesses mm. in the country there's more uh, traditional businesses right. as against um, tech based businesses right. so means that it's now that as the country also moves into the, the digital uh, transformation and the world also now moving into the fourth industrial revolution, Mm -hmm. it it gives us that um, core of agency to scale up, meaning that if you're not able to innovate, you die, or you you just fade off. So people are now making use of the tech tools because they might not have the means to hire a programmer to migrate its data or its uh, flow or processes offline, online. So they'll then make use of that available to to scale right so right. with my point of view the traditional um the traditionals are more than um, the tech based um business or startups
0: right so the, the, like you say they are more tech enabled businesses yeah. um than tech businesses in, in in that sense that's that's a very interesting one what are what are some of the success stories that have really um um, impressed you over these last couple of years within within the ecosystem.
5: I mean, from the from the data, um, VC for Africa. Um, I think last a couple of months ago, published that Ghana is growing robustly as compared to our counterparts. You talk of the Egypt, you talk, of, you talk of Kenya, you talk of uh, Nigeria. These are ecosystems that are developed, but with the inception or with the growth of you know, tech hubs and the innovation spaces, Ghana is closely catching up. And so we are actually close with those big guys. And so I would say that the potential of businesses, the potential of small and growing uh, businesses is enormous now. Now, the current ecosystem is actually opened up for new innovations, new businesses because we have SEOs sprouting up. We have uh, social and entrepreneurship support organizations coming up to support the creative drive of young people and to build more sustainable businesses that are tech enabled. And so based on the statistics, we have almost currently about about over 1,000 over um, small and growing businesses within our ecosystem mapping um, that we conducted over the course of the years. Um, I think um, we conducted one this year. Last year, we started it. And so we see the opportunity I and mean, digital marketing tools people are beginning to use it more uh, we see instagram being more of the uh, the out place of businesses i mean they are going there to show their products every now and then right so we we, we, are, we are getting there
0: when 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 i mean because i think it would be it would be nice to see the results mm. of some of these surveys as well just so we can understand what exactly is happening within the ecosystem, but I I understand, you know, it, there are places that it has to go first before yeah. it comes, you know, to to us and all of that. But I mean, in terms of the support, though, in terms of the support locally, do you do you guys tend to see a lot of support coming from the local scene as against, you know, support coming from um, outside?
4: Um, I would say it. Uh, so m- once again. As part of our ecosystem mapping across the country, we did realize that most people, let me say, the up north, come down to to search for the same cake that has been shed in Accra. But upon further engagement with key um, stakeholders and individuals, we realized that there are people in in ecosystem also looking for them to fund them. Right. So what we've done at Ghana Tech Lab is we Establishing what we call the local investor network in each city across the country where you'll be able to meet such individuals to help you get the required fund to scale. So, a lot there are a lot of angel investors around, but the, the issue locally. locally, but the issue here is they are not getting the right businesses or the right um, startups to invest in. That's interesting. Because they may have the idea but the team is not ready. Right.
0: For that level of scaling.
4: That level of scaling. They may have the the team but they don't have the willingness to scale.
0: Is that not the whole purpose of setting up the business, the tech business in the first place?
4: So, some set the business out of um, Will I say? some do out of inspiration, some do out of perspiration, right. and some do in the name of using as a cash cow to mm. exit. Mm. So where the the intent is not clear, it affects the uh, the um, progression of engagement to now meet the right people, which affects your attitude, which now affects the outcome of the product. So where People, and people have even watched all this risk and invested. And the, the downside is, you know how Ghana is small. It scales up. Or you want to give money to such people, hold on. But you see the aggression that our neighboring countries are doing within the space? We are not even closer. So until we get, to, we get that level of drive to push and to collaborate we're able to get so one of the discussions that happened during our engagement today where um, donald ward mentioned the big guys in court in ghana we say our unicorn the infamous and co and other people i'm not using them as a key example when they receive the funds they do not have a percentage to reinvest in the ecosystem locally locally right. to support the the rest for me to push the agenda right as against it's me and me alone right it's my name on on the on the paper mm. but the rest I find your feet right so when we're able to do that rippling effect we're able to now say that in in 2021 we have 13 commercially viable businesses or startups to receive a Serie A or, Sira B fund. How many um, startups can we say in Ghana have even cap $1 million in funding? But as yesterday in Nigeria, we just within uh, 2021, they've had close to 100 million or 200 million US dollars in funding. We can't say that in this mm. economy.
0: It's, and it's not necessarily a size of the market issue?
4: No. Oh, so there's, there's
5: funds available, but right. then where are the investable startups? Mm. That's a question. Mm. To get a startup ready for investment, mm. there's a bit of the knowledge that a startup must acquire. Right. Do you understand the, the various investment, um, investment if you like, facilities, the various things available for you to say that, okay, this is the right funding for me? At this stage, I need a debt. At this stage, I need a grant. At this stage, I need um, a private equity or something. But then we have come to understand that even though the funds are available, these startups are coming from a place of more of aggression to, to quickly grow. They want to grow without being steady. In, in the path because it's a journey you you don't just get to a place you need to have a lot of things i mean the progress and then get there but so far i think part, on, on our part what we, what we intend to do as ghana tech lab during um, this morning this afternoon's engagement sorry um during our official opening of the ghana startup summit i mean key stakeholders began to explore the ideas that are already in existence, that why don't we have the GA an instance, the private equity firms, the, um, the ecosystem builders, talk of the tech hub, talk of the incubator spaces that we have in the country, begin to think about the curriculum design of our programs. How do we train these startups at the end of the day? What are the things that we are putting into their minds to get them understand that before you actually access the finance, understand where you are understand where you want to go understand if you even need the funding so with all our engagement we've come to understand that some startups only need mentorship i mean there is a hand-holding part where you need to be mentored you need to understand everything that has to go into building a startup so we've created a ghana mentorship network to support that understanding because in an ecosystem, building the startup ecosystem, there are certain elements that you should have. Should have the availability of angel investors. you should have the availability of mentors, should have the availability of readily accessible funding houses, like the VCs, like all the private equity firms that you can talk of. So all those elements has to be in place. I mean and the startup has to be ready also. Yeah. But what what
0: that. you're saying is what we find typically is that a lot of the startups are not ready either for the financing or for Legwork that needs to be put in, yeah, and even understanding the space that they're in, it's exactly. mostly about where else or where next am I supposed to check out and get a big check.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, we are joined in the studio by the sexiest <laughs> bald man in Kumasi, um, George. George, up yeah, here, fair. um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, too. Um, how have you been? <laughs> i'm doing good with Kumasi so. hive and every, everything yeah, else yeah, you've been doing good. you've been very very busy yeah. these last couple of tell us about the project that you mm. have been involved in solar taxi okay. um and um i mean we will consider this to be a success story yeah
1: easy. you know um, Classic
0: one. so tell us about mm. the success story Okay. And um, where exactly you are headed, yeah. and you know what what that journey has been been like, and as, right. especially for people who don't know what a whole solar taxi okay. thing is about, if mm-hmm. you can give us a quick intro, and then sure. tell us about what the journey has been so far. All
3: right, thank you um, for having me. Um, so. So solar taxi definitely can can cause as a typical Ghanaian startup story because it started basically it started basically with um, a simple research question. Right, so you realize there's a problem that needs to be solved. How do we have sustainable transportation? Because the cost of transportation keep on going high. Okay, can we find a solution to this? So we started by what? Prototyping. We build a prototype to demonstrate the solution that we. Kind of envisage for the problem that we want to tackle, and that through that prototype we are able to get traction, and using that traction you build on to identify a business model, and that with that business model you put it out there, test it out, and with a uh, like good outcome out of it, validation out of the business model, you based on that to be able to scale. Okay. So we have been able to go through all these phases of what I'm um, taking something from an idea to to a business and to scale. Right. So that's currently kind of what we are doing. Um, so yes, so currently Solar Taxi is providing e-mobility services, the electric mobility services. Um, we have the bikes, the e-bikes, uh, and we have the e-cars and then we have the e-trice. We also have charging stations, a number of them um that we install for our clients. Um so I think we are we are we are kind of doing our best here on that. We have two um assembly plants. In Ghana. Yeah yeah one in Accra, one in Kumasi. Uh, where we do most of our assembling. Um we have operations in Tamale and and even in Sunyani. Um so we are currently in like five cities now where we have operation footprint there and we, are, we keep on growing from there, yeah.
0: That is a marvelous story. <laughs> um what is the level of reception like um to because I mean it's it's very, very interesting to know that you assemble most of these vehicles here. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is like, you're literally building a car.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, our first prototype was building a car from, from the scratch. Right. right. where we just use the local available resources because then you don't have money hmm. to be able to buy some of this stuff. So we leverage, we leverage. Even the the batteries and the solar panels, we have to borrow it. <laughs> right? right. Yeah, it's, it's, you have, I think that sometimes the gene that the young people, sometimes we don't want to take in terms of starting from that end where we are just leveraging right. so leverage I always tell young entrepreneurs is the number one thing that you need before money how do I leverage on locally available available resources your parents have this your friends have that yeah. your friends have that you get that to just test out the solution but young people have a lot of wonderful ideas they are sitting on it and then they want to get money first right. so it's the leverage so right. that is what we we're able to do leverage and then we're able to demonstrate validate and scale
0: Right. So, tell us about the services that are available today. Yeah, um, with our taxi.
3: So, sure. So, so, currently, um, uh, for the bikes, we are selling and also renting to career companies and small um, businesses like restaurant. Um, we also provide platform services we are working with Jumia Boats and one of this uh, if you are out there young person you're trying to find something to do you can join us um, and then we'll put you on one of this platform with one of the electric bikes uh, either Jumia or Boats you will put that for the cars we are selling that uh, also renting on a monthly basis you can't believe how much we rent it for it's very cheap <laughs> yeah uh, and you don't buy four on top of it right. so we also do lease to own so right. if you will own a new car, you do a deposit about forty percent and then we give you the new car for you to drive and pay afterwards. Um the tricycles down this, this is an electric vehicle. This is an electric vehicle, full electric, full you full electric, pay, you don't pay any form of fuel. I mean I don't have a problem with four. <laughs> Anytime I didn't give full price I'm like, oh okay. Cool. Yes, cool. Do what you want to do. I, I Do what you want, you want to do kind of thing. So so we are providing all these services. And if you buy any of our vehicles, we give you, we install for you a charger in your house or in the office, wherever you prefer. It. And we provide free maintenance for you for two years. So you have nothing to worry about, literally on. So we we are we are enhancing all these things and enable this thing. So wherever you find yourself. And it all started as an idea. It started as an idea.
0: It all started as an idea. A yeah. question that was looking for an answer that so, yeah. eventually found the answer, yep. went through the process like you said. Yep. And we've gotten to that point. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. Mm. Um, it's just like you're saying, the various elements need to come together yeah. to make sense yeah. at the end of the day. Gentlemen, thank you so much. George, thank it was you. such a pleasure having you in the studio. Congratulations on much. um solar taxi and everything yeah. else that you're doing. Thank well, you. listeners, this is where we wrap up on the show. A big thank you to Yao um Entry for producing the show as well, and to all the producers as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and for your messages as well. The show will be available as a podcast first thing tomorrow morning. So please make sure you look out for it. Till then, my name is Philip Ashon. Stay techy. <laughs>